subject matter that has been ringing uh, continuously in my heart throughout the week. And uh, I believe that somebody will be blessed this morning. Or the four people who said, let it be so in your life. Uh, It is on the subject of divine relationships, kingdom relationships. The fact of the matter is this. That the Lord has designed the protocols of manifestation in such a way that no matter how gifted you think you are, there would always be a need for some other person, some other people in your life to elevate you from where you are to where you ought to be. It is impossible to do it all by yourself. Hallelujah. It is impossible to have all the answers to life's questions. It is impossible to go the whole journey of life on your own. There are people that you need around you, people that you need close to you, people that you need in your circle that would help you get to where you are going. Somebody say divine relationships. If that be the case, then you need to also understand that the reverse is also true. That there are people that can come into your life that are strategically positioned from hell to prevent you from becoming what you have to become. Um, There are many people who are keeping people around us just because we have known them for so long. But the length of time that you have known a person is no justification for keeping them. What matters is what role they are playing in your destiny. What matters is what role they are playing where you are going. And there are people that are still harboring people who have expired in your life. And anything that expires in your life that you keep around you begin to provoke a scent that you don't want. There are people who are only relevant for yesterday. They have no business for where God is taking And for many of us, the Lord is trying hard to remove these people and we are trying hard to keep them around us. But I pray for you that it is only divine relationship that we will keep around us in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout yes. Many many people make decisions based on emotions. Based solely on how we feel about people. But you need to understand that some of these divine relationships even though we may not like the people, God can still put them there to push us to the next level. Mm. Mm. Even though we may not agree with them all the time, they they could still be there to push us to the next level. I, I have had bosses in my journey that I didn't like, but the Lord spoke to me and said, you don't like them, but they are teaching you how to be humble. Yeah. you, You may not like their methods. You may not like the way they talk to you. But I need you to go through this phase in your journey. Because the way I'm about to lift you and the place I'm about to take you. If you don't learn to be humble today and you get there, you'll be uncontrollable. And so I need you, somebody to come your way and and 
and pull your brakes and pull and put a, a stop on you and, and keep your your keep you in check. There are many of us that the reason the Lord has brought certain people away is to is to teach us the, the, the principle of humility. Because if we remember the way we used to be, had it not been for some of those experiences, we would keep telling ourselves as for us, we don't take nonsense. But the Lord will bring people who will teach you nonsense and t- teach you to take nonsense. What are you talking about? The book of Luke. Luke chapter 15, from the verse 11. Luke chapter 15, from the verse 11. Uh, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after... The younger son gathered all together and journeyed to a far country and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. Bible says that not many days after the younger son gathered everything and journeyed to a far country. It's, it's, it's quite interesting that all the while that he remained in his father's house, all the time that he spent in his father's house, in daddy's house, he never thought of going to a far country so the day he came to his blessing and he came to his breakthrough. There are many people who only think of going to a far country when the Lord opens a major door for them. Could it be that that is why certain doors have not been opened yet? Because the Lord knows that as soon as that door is opened, we will not find you here again. You start having a desire for a far country. Amen. He gathered everything together and decided to go away from home. People, there are so many people around us, you can't find them today because they came into a blessing. They came into a breakthrough. And suddenly their taste level switched from the, from, from the things of God and they started desiring other things. May we not change who we are when the Lord blesses us. In the day of our rising, may we still remember who we are in the Lord. In the day of our lifting up, in the day of our blessing, in the day of our breakthrough, may we not desire to leave the house of the Lord. David said something. He said, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord, how many days? Forever. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. He says, my head shall not lack oil. He says, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Then I will dwell in the house of the Lord. When goodness comes, don't leave the house of the Lord. When mercy finds you, don't leave the house of the Lord. When you start coming into a realm of breakthrough, don't leave the house of the Lord. Because the thing that sources a breakthrough is also the thing that sustains the breakthrough. Hallelujah. Immediately, he received everything, his portion of the father's breakthrough. He gathered everything together and left for a far country. There are many men, as soon as the Lord lifts them and blesses them, they start realizing that their wives are not good enough. The day the Lord starts blessing them, that's when they realize that, ah, after all, so my wife can't speak English. May we not fall into that trap in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And he said, and he journeyed to a far country and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. Somebody say prodigal living. One of the most misunderstood, mis, uh, explained word is prodigality. When we see somebody's a prodigal son, 
people think that a prodigal son is a son who has left and you haven't seen the person for long and he has come back. So when you haven't seen somebody for long, you say, hey, your prodigal daughter has come. Your prodigal son has come. That's not the meaning of Prodigality has to do with wasteful spending. Hallelujah. Many of us are in church and we are prodigal sons and daughters of the Lord. Our presence in church is not what defines prodigality. It is, it is wastefulness that defines prodigality. Are you with me now? So it means that the son, the younger son could have still been prodigal if he had stayed with the father and wasted the money. Are you with me? If he had stayed and wasted the money, he would have still been considered a prodigal son. Many of us, the Lord has started opening some doors for us, but we have become prodigal sons and daughters of the Lord. The small dog God has, we have blown everything and wasted everything. God does not bless wastefulness. Tell somebody, God does not bless wastefulness. Oh, say it again. God doesn't bless wastefulness. If you are a person who wastes what you have, however small it is, you cannot be blessed of the Lord. He said the other day, to him who has little, even what he has will be taken from him. But you need to situate that word or that, that thing that Jesus said in context. When did he say it? Why did he say it? He said it because the one that was given the smallest talent refused to work with it, hid it in the ground, covered it, and wasted it. In other words, by extension or by principle, any person found in a place of wastefulness, even that you have, you lose it, and it will be given to somebody else. I pray for you that may the grace of the Lord that keeps men from being wasteful and being prodigal, may that grace find us in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say, I am the one. It says, but when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land and he began to be in want when he had spent all. It's, it's, in, it's interesting how the famine comes only after he has spent everything. Did you see that one? It's amazing how, it's, it's as if the famine was just waiting in the corner watching him. It was just lurking in the corner watching him. And as soon as he had spent everything, the famine just jumped and said, I have arrived. There are seasons of famine waiting for us in the corridors of time. We need to have the wisdom of God to anticipate them and prepare for them. That is what made Joseph stand out in his generation. The ability to anticipate a famine that was coming, an imminent famine, and prepare a whole nation for it so that when it hit the entire world, they were, they were ready. Whether you like it or not, there will be seasons of famine in life. The question is, would you, prepare, would you be prepared when those seasons arise? One of the reasons why the rich keep getting rich is that when opportunities present themselves, they are always ready to grab these opportunities. Amen. They are always ready to grab these opportunities. Whilst we are taking our time to put ourselves together, they are already ready and they are taking over. But I see the Lord raising a generation in, in this place who will be walking in those dimensions in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I hear you. And let's come back to what I want to focus on. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. 15. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, 
and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pot that the swines ate. But no one gave him anything. That's what I want to focus on. No one gave him anything. After that, he came to a season of famine. What did he do? He joined himself with somebody that somehow sent him into a field of swines. And suddenly, he started desiring that which swines eat. There are people in life, when you join yourself to them, you will start desiring things that you didn't used to desire. There are certain people, when you join yourself to them in life, the, the way you used to be, you will start changing and becoming something and somebody else. If every friend of yours is a thief, guess what? Either you are a thief, or you are becoming a thief, or you are a thief teacher. You've got to be one of them. Hallelujah. He joined himself, he was pushed or sent to the field. And suddenly, the Bible uses a word. It says he gladly, he would have gladly eaten, glad, gladly, with joy, with excitement, eating that which the swines were eating. The only reason he didn't eat it is nobody gave him. Even that one, they didn't give him to eat. Who have you joined yourself to? That is the question that I want you to answer to yourself. Who have you patterned your life after? Who have you joined yourself to? The person that you have joined yourself to has an influence on who you become in life. The people that are around you have an influence on what you become in life. Without the entrance of Jesus into the life of Peter, he would have stayed a fisherman all the days of his life. Unbeknownst to everybody, within that man, Peter, was a potential to be an apostle. It only took a coming together of Peter and Jesus for that grace that was hidden in him to be seen by all. And suddenly, the man that was catching fish was preaching and 3,000 people were giving their lives to Christ. Had it not been for Jesus, he would have caught fishes all the days of his life. There are certain people, if they don't enter your life, you will stay in one position for so long. Who are you joining yourself with? Divine relationships. It, it can easily be, be, be deduced that one of the reasons, in fact, one of the main reasons why David became king is Jonathan. Because by the patriarchal order of things and by the way the inheritance structure and kinship uh, order flows after that a man is king his son must take over and so after that Saul is king Jonathan must take over and Jonathan looks at the seat and looks at his father and looks at his friend and somehow he feels and knows that Israel is better off with you as king than with me and even at the peril of going against his own father he was more than ready to help his friend become king If it had been another person in David's life, he would have connived with his father to kill him because his father was looking for him to end his life already. And he would have used his relationship with him to bait him for his father to kill him. 
divine relationships are necessary for us to manifest into what God has planned for us. Who have you joined yourself with? Like I said from the, from the initial stages of the sermon, it doesn't matter how long they have, you have known them. It doesn't matter how long they have been in your circle. If they are not contributing anything to what you are becoming and your vision in life, you really have no business being with them. I'm not saying they should be enemies, but I'm saying that you are better off without them. When was the last time your friends just came over so you could pray? When they come over, ask yourself, what is the major topic you talk about? What is the main focus of your conversations when you meet? Is there anything godly in the conversation? Is there anything God-centered in the conversation? Is there anything futuristic in the conversation? Is there anything destiny-minded in the conversation? Or is everything about being prodigal and being wasteful? Yesterday, I was, I was uh, doing a teaching, a, 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 a seminar for one of my very good friends who I have known for over 17 years now. And I was telling the members of his church, I told them, when your child is going to school, your number one prayer should be, God, give this child good friends. You can teach them anything you want in life. You can beat them however you want. You can scream on them, on them and be the most hardened or hardcore disciplinarian known. But as soon as they step away from you and they enter a certain confine where they are co-joined to some other people, it is the influences of those relationships that you begin to see manifest in their lives. That is why sometimes as parents, you look at things that your child is say, I didn't teach you this one. Where did you learn it from? You are not the only teacher in their lives. Friends are also imparting knowledge and imparting direction. I thank God that when I, when I went to secondary school, the first friends that I made, were, were people that shaped what I was already working in. People that we could, in secondary school, so forth, we could just decide that, you know what? We are setting up a prayer fellowship in this school. As far back as says to, we were doing prayer fellowship, inviting people on one of our parks in school, leading them in prayer. Yes, Shankom. We enter University of Ghana and those same friends of mine come along with me doing the same course, doing the same program. And now we have transitioned from a school park in secondary school and we are on Sabbath field screaming our lungs out, waiting on the Lord. And, we are and, I, I keep, and it, it keeps ringing to me. What if I didn't meet these ones? And I met some other people. Kingdom relationships. He, he even shared a story. My friend shared a story to his church when he was introducing me. And I was telling my pastors, I don't even remember. He said, I don't remember what he's talking about. He said, several years ago, when he was about to start the church, he, was it there? he called me. Eh? He called me to tell me, now, so far I'm going to start the church. But things are hard. He said, ah, what's, what's the problem? He said, I need money. He said, how much do you need? He said, I need this. 
I said, okay, give me your account number. And I sent. So far, I don't remember sending him anything. So I was asking Pastor Mike, I said, do you remember? I said, I remember, Papa, the way you sent him down. I don't remember, I don't recall. Because it's, it's not, I mean, Kayo, honestly, I don't remember anything. And he was telling the church that without friends like this, I couldn't have started this ministry. So because that's the money we used to do the first structure for this building. So who have you joined yourself with? Some of you are keeping people around you just because they make you laugh. You think life is all about laughing. You think life is a joke. They, they can fool for you to laugh in code. They can, they can misbehave. Think life is a joke. Who have you joined yourself with? Look at this, this young man. A man whose father is able to divide his inheritance and give you half of it. And the father hasn't gone bankrupt. He's still there. He's still fine. He's still, he's still doing well with servants. You can imagine what kind of life he must have been living first. What kind of upbringing, what kind of uh, uh, enjoyment he was, he was in. And suddenly he joins himself with somebody and it's as if he has even forgotten who he is. And he has a taste for what swines are eating. It's as if all the training and upbringing that he experienced and, and walked in, he, everything has just evaporated from him. Who have you joined yourself with? In this thing, even called ministry, it's not everybody you join yourself with just because they say they are a pastor. You see, because title, as for title, you can call yourself anything you want. Are we not in this country somebody says he's doctor, something, something. You can call yourself anything you want. The only thing, you can't force heaven to acknowledge it. So, don't just be fooled and don't, don't just be moved because somebody bears a certain title. That is why the Bible says, um, um, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Who have you joined yourself with? Who have you joined yourself with? It is necessary. You're, you are becoming what you are becoming because of who is with you. Because of who is on the journey with you. As much as you can do it uh, uh, on your own, it is important to be conscious of who has influence over you. Who is running the race with you? Who is going with you on the journey? Your, 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 the, the people have never spoken about church before. Church. They never talk about church. But somehow you are comfortable with them. They never talk about all, all your friends talk about is how marriage is, is bad. Marriage is a scam. And you are there, you are happy, you are amongst them. There is a flow of fellowship that is taking place. That what is on them will be on you soon. I'm telling you some mysteries right now. It is important. These days, people start ministries and they pattern and they join with other people. I preach for you, you preach for me. Association. 
just because. Master, do you know what is on their head? Do you know what is driving them? Do you know what their focus is? People take decisions for different reasons. Even the 12 that Jesus had, Judas's reason for coming was different. So the fact that you see Judas walking with Jesus must not tell you that he is here for the same reason Peter is here. His reason is different. Who have you joined yourself? The reason why the, the boat nearly capsized in the book of Jonah was because of who was in their boat. Who have you joined yourself with? Until Abraham, the Lord came to Abraham and said, Oh guy Abraham, when I was calling you, I called you alone. I said, leave your father's house and go to a place I will show you. But some way, somehow, out of the abundance of your heart, out of the goodness of your spirit, you have carried lot on this journey. But you have come to a place where you are about to move and manifest the next dimension. I cannot allow you to go with Lot on the journey because as you can see already, even at this stage, your men and the men of Lot are quarreling and the land is not big enough for you. There needs to be a separation so Lot can go his way and then I can manifest what I have told you from the beginning. And the Bible said Lot chose what he wanted to choose and ended up in Sodom and Gomorrah. But Abraham, the Bible says, he lifted up his head and suddenly God spoke to him and said, as far as your eyes can see, will I give to you and your children's children. That prophetic word, that assurance of a word came only when Lot left his life. There are certain dimensions of operation and manifestation you can never walk in as long as certain people are around you because many of them will doubt it and some of them will fight it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You need to be intentional about who is in your boat, who is around you. Do you know the number of people who have tried to get close to me as a pastor? And they are all pastors. Some of them are prophets and things. I am very, very um, polite. And I'm a very nice person. And I always respond to them, but not enough to have a conversation with them. Because for many of them, I can see that though they, though they are in ministry, their purpose, their mindset is not the same as mine. When you're a person, a destiny-minded person, every step you take is calculated. Many people are living just for the here and now. Many people are living just because of today. Many people are living just because of what their eyes can see today. But when you are destiny-minded, you know you are going somewhere. You know there is an end in sight. You take certain decisions, certain steps, and certain actions based on where you are going, including who is close to you and who you are joined to. Imagine if this younger son was joined to somebody who will remind him early of where he's coming from and who he is. There are people you can join yourself to who will cause you to forget even who you are in God. What is it at all that will cause a man to desire what swines are eating? He has been reduced from a favorite son or a favorite child, reduced to a, a, a person in a faraway country, reduced to a servant, even has, has come to a level of being equated to swines. 
Even at that level, look, they are giving the swines food to eat, but they are not giving him the same food the swines are eating. In their minds, he is not even deserving of what the swines are eating. And the Bible says in the next verse, he came to himself. Listen, sometimes you need to come to yourself. You need to come to yourself. Who is it that you have around you? So for there are many people, the only reason they are not married is because they are in a relationship with somebody who is not going to marry them. That's the only reason they are not married. The married door is waiting for them. But they are at a junction with somebody that they are looking at and they've been there with the person for so long. And they are hoping and praying. But in the annals of destiny, that person has no business being here. Until he, she turns and moves on, he turns and moves on. This person will just waste your time. It's some people. It's some people. I haven't mentioned anybody's name. But I love him. You ask those who have married for a long time, 20 years, 30 years, they will tell you. When they, when they see that, they are, see, when, when they hear young people say, we are in love, eh, they laugh behind their head. <laughs> they say, we, I call out no idea. Obey Oh, obey me, obey You're watching too many um, telenovelas. That, that's your problem. You've read too many Cinderella books that tell you happily ever after. The future you are picturing can only happen based on the decisions you are taking today. Because emotions change. And that's why you don't make decisions based on emotions. Emotions, they do what? They change how you feel. How many of you know that this morning when it was raining, we were feeling cold? How are we feeling now? Just between the morning and now, our feeling has changed. Imagine if somebody had worn a three-piece suit with overall suit and a chair and then sweater on top. Now, now, it is now what? 11.30. How would you feel now? You would have made a decision based on how you are feeling then. That is not relevant to what is ha- currently happening. That is life. Who do you have in your kingdom relationship? So for, they are important. Important. No matter who you are, you are gifted, yes. But but with even with your gifts, you know, there's a dimension you can't walk in on your own. We are not doubting that you are gifted, though. You are gifted. But with your gift, we need to give you a platform so you display that gift. Somebody has to create a black platform for you. Somebody with a voice has to introduce you so that now we can hear you. There are things I tell young, young preachers. I say, listen, you can say something so deep and so heavy. People will ignore. Let T.G. Jakes say the same thing you said. Ah, deep. Hush. Because he has gotten to a place where his voice carries weight. Imagine if somebody like that introduces you. Suddenly, things turn around. Who do you have? Who have you joined yourself with? They are friends. You, you know, they are friends. Among Kenyans are saying, yeah, you know. 
they don't say anything wise. But the more time you fellowship with them, fellowship, uh, do you know fellowship? Fellows in a ship. Fellowship, we are together, we are, we are fellows, we are, we are mates, we are equals. And so, even though you will start out as unequals, by the fullness of time, there's a certain transference and a certain balance taking place within that confine. And suddenly, you all start looking alike. Have you not realized that when a man marries a woman, give them 20 years, suddenly it looks like they look alike? Even physically. Have you seen that thing? They'll tell you, ah, is he your brother? They are fellowshipping. Somebody called me the other day. When I went to do national ID, I've done my own, I'm gone. My wife was going to do her own. Then they called me. Hello, sir. I said, hello. Um, please, um, your sister, Rita Obing, her card is ready. I was the day. Are you serious? My sister. In Christ. In a year. I, I nearly blasted the guy. No, because... Why should that become the first thing that comes to your mind? I know about the name. No, I can't marry people bear the same name. The first thing that must come into your mind is that, oh, I bear any. Why is it that the first thing that came to your mind is that it's my sister? It's a stranger. Hallelujah. Fellows in a ship. The people you spend time with. Who? It's in your boat. If you find a man who is irresponsible, the, one, of the, the, one of the reasons why he's irresponsible is that all his friends are irresponsible. If you find a man who is building something, you check out, look out for his friends. You will see they're all building something. They're all doing something. You, you, you look around. Look around yourself. Who are your friends? You will see similarities. Because you see, if you are with friends who are doing nothing and God begins to lift you amongst them, you will become, they will begin to envy you. And, and you will outgrow that confinement. And as you are outgrowing, they will try to keep you and bring you down. Time bend you. When I was young, one of the rules my dad had in his house, I never understood to today. I was banned from, that's why I don't know how to play. I was banned from playing draft. Dummy. There, there was a tree in my Mamprobi, my neighborhood. Where the young men will go and gather, sit around, and they'll be playing dummy. Father said, if I catch you playing, play it in your head. You play that. Let me never catch you. Do you know that up to today, when I drive past there, they are still there playing dummy? Up to today. They are veterans of the dummy. Up to today. 
they are still sitting at the same place, still playing the same game. Who, who have you joined yourself with? Look, as you leave here and as we go into the week, just be, let, let the message ring in your mind. Who am I joining myself with? Is it a good message? Yeah. The way life is here. The way life is. It's important that you have correct people in your boat. Because whether you like it or not, you will face storms at the sea. Your ability to survive these storms is apart from God, dependent on those that are with you in the boat. Some of them, some of the boats, they will just want to throw you out. You are the cause. Hallelujah. You are a married woman. All your friends are unmarried single women. You are on your way to joining the club. Because the perspectives you have of life, they don't. When you are not married, you can leave the house at any time. You don't tell anybody anything. Just go. When you are married, every minute you have to account for where you are. Oh, And imagine you are meeting your friends who are not married. And you are telling them, oh, I have to go home because I told him that it will be 30 minutes. And I also I'm pretty you know. <laughs> Yeah. Young man, you two you are married. All your friends are unmarried single men. So Friday night when you are supposed to be at home with the family, you are in the pubs and the cocoa lounges with single men. When your wife calls, then you cut. Call, then you cut. Third one, then you put it off. The reason you think Ohaji is because all your friends here have nobody who will call them. Nobody is calling them to do anything. Imagine if you were in the same place with married them like married men like yourself. Yeah. Who have you joined yourself? Lift up your right hand. You want to begin to pray right now. That Father, release the grace to be able to pick and choose and be intentional about who is in my boat and who is with me on this journey. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Thank you for listening to the Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr., for more of these messages, please subscribe to his podcast and SoundCloud. It's Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. To interact with him, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr.